Hi. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Oh girl. All right. Hello, everybody, and thank you for coming, America. My name is Seth. What is yours? Mine is Jamal. Hi. And I am Stony. Hello, America. Oh, hello, America. We've survived another week of drag race. Kel Surprise. <laughs> and uh, I'm a little nervous. We might get a double Elim this week. Uh, obviously, you know, we're recording a little bit, you know, ahead of time. But I'm a little nervous. All the little birdies on Twitter are telling me that Manila's going home. So I'm getting very anxious. Yeah, what is this like Manila going home vibes? Like, I feel like this is coming out of nowhere, kind of, given her track record. I don't know, but I've already started freebasing Xanax just to calm my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really want to predict the future. So, like, I don't know. Everything's fine. We'll just, like, see what happens when we record again. <laughs> Surely she's not going yet, so... Girl, I hope there are just some haters on Twitter, like some just trolling us or something, because Manila is like one of the ones I think I want to win, not just because she's on my team, but because she has done so like consistently well all season. It would just be like, I don't know. She be should bad. be in that top like three, right? She should be there. Yes. So we'll see, girl. All right. Well, before we get too into like the drag part of the episode, you know, this week we will be recapping uh, the eighth episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yep. All Stars 4. I think we're on episode eight. Um, So yeah, so we'll be talking about that this week. But before we talk about that, ladies, how is like your week going now that you're like on the alcohols and like back to normal? (laughs) uh now that we can like function again because booze is back no (laughs) yeah like i'm officially clinically depressed again so it's all good (laughs) yes (laughs) you can get a prescription for that girl (laughs) now i'm feeling like olden times over here because it's been like so cold in india i don't know what the hell is going on it's colder here than it is back in my home state of alaska it's insane yeah you guys are on the winter snap we we really are but um you know a sip of bourbon or red wine you know it does make you feel a little warmer so yeah (laughs) well you should just keep drinking then girl i'm saying like we're definitely in the middle of the polar vortex um welcome to the stage polar vortex yeah she's an icy queen (laughs) so cool but yeah it's just like it's one of those like winters where you're just like my skin feels like i don't know hillary clinton right now like i don't even know what's going on i basically need to soak my face in like almond oil like a pool of it before i walk out of the door every day it's so cold Uh oh stay moisturized queens Yes, girl. Make sure you keep your skin routines going, even in the cold weather. No better time to start than now. You know, I I support a Botox moment, but we don't need to be doing it too early. So ride your natural wave. Botox? Is that Detox's drag daughter? <laughs> I think so. If it's not, there should be a drag queen named Botox, and I would be here to stand her. <laughs> you know me too sure girl if you hear this podcast that name is up for grabs i can't guarantee you that detox will be your drag mom but you'll have a fierce (laughs) name that's honest yes well the cold is getting you down girl drink up i uh we're having a little bit of a mild winter over here in seattle it's like 50 degrees here and um it was actually really sunny and nice out today that sounds fabulous yeah i didn't like i went to do that thing where like they boil the water and then you throw it in the air and it turns to um into snow Uh uh-huh i tried I tried that over the weekend, but whoever was like below me on the street was just really mad that I dumped water on their head. That's a damn shame. What a shady neighbor. Like, could you imagine just like, sp- <laughs> just splash, just covered? 
what the hell? <laughs> They're like, I was on my way to go see A Star is Born, and then my weave was soaked. Yes, girl. <laughs> a Star is Born is coming back to theaters here in Seattle. I'm very excited. Oh, damn. Is it coming back here? Probably not, because Indy sucks. Oh, is it one of those select <laughs> cities things? Oh, no. Our, um, we have this uh, theater in Seattle called Cinerama, and it's like, I guess the art theater, I guess you would say, but not necessarily. I don't know. It's just one movie theater, but they are doing some sort of like rewind festival. And like when a star is born is like one of the movies they'll be showing. Okay. That sounds fun. I would go see it again. I might. (laughs) Did you see that the Black Panther is going to be shown in cinemas for free for Black History Month, girl? Yes, I did see that. Oh. I'm here for that. I want to go see it again. And I think I've seen it like twice, two or three times already. Actually, three times, I believe. They're doing so well right now. They're winning all kinds of like those end of the year or award season movie awards. They're like cleaning up already. Oh, yeah. They're going to be in the Oscars for best movie, right? Yeah, they've got a lot of categories that they're actually nominated for as far as Oscars go. But um, yes, that's one of them. Actually, and they're only doing two performances at the Oscars, I believe, from like the best song or whatever. Oh. And one is going to be Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper singing yes. Shallow Avi. Yeah. And the other is going to be Kendrick Lamar doing whatever the hit song from Black Panther is. Oh, that's fun. I didn't know about that. When that's cool. is the Oscars? Because I need to watch that. I'm not sure. <laughs> well, ask TVGuide.com. It's always like after the Super Bowl, right? So. Yeah, that's maybe. I don't know. Is it like this weekend or is it the next weekend? Well, this weekend would be the Super Bowl. So. How- it would probably be like maybe a couple weekends after that. Yeah, maybe we have a little bit of time to go. They have to do like all their promo crap. Maybe. Well, very cool. I'm excited to see Kendrick Lamar because he never disappoints with his performances. Truth. All right. Well, yeah, I uh, I don't have too much to update you guys like on my week personally. I'm just being bullied at my place of employment. So... <laughs> that's a thing that's happening right now are you getting like swirlies and getting like pushed into the locker yeah um one time i was like fell asleep a little bit and someone put gum in my hair and (laughs) i had to cut it out it was so bad what a bitch could you imagine yikes yeah (laughs) snatch her bald yeah, and someone put, like, a tack on my chair, so when I sat down on it, I, like, got a tack in my booty. Ouch, that's way worse than just a plain old whoopee cushion. Yeah, and then they said, oh, look, I dropped a pin on the floor, and they beat me with little socks full of soap, so. <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> It's really bad, you guys. <laughs> Any help that you can muster will be appreciated. <laughs> yeah, we just need to get you to the HR office. <laughs> <laughs> I tried telling them, but they punched me in the face, too. <laughs> it's really bad. I'm being held captive. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, I, uh, it's not going well. <laughs> But uh, without going into too much detail, I'll leave it at that. Other exciting news. I found out that Vampire Weekend is going on tour and I've never gotten to see them live before. So I'm very excited to to try. Hopefully I can get tickets and, and go and see them. That will be a fun show. I've always been a Vampire Weekend fan. Yeah, girl. I remember one time. I don't know if maybe Jamal was there. I just remember one time when like they were first coming out in like 2008 and there's that song that was called a punk that everyone like played all the time. It was at every beer pong party, right? Yeah. Every beer pong. But I remember specifically (laughs) uh, me and our friend Jesse, um, we were, we like won uh, like seven games in a row. And I think we probably (laughs) listened to that vampire weekend song like once every game. (laughs) <laughs> I oh, just remember no. that song specifically was like it's like put on Vampire Week and I do really good when that song comes on. Yeah, this was before like the Spotify like app streaming, so like that was one of those songs that was like on everybody's iPod. Like 
yeah scroll wheel touchscreen whatever you had like it was on your ipod playlist yeah girl but yeah so that's basically in my week that's things that i'm excited about if you guys like vampire weekend please tweet us and let us know or if there's like someone else you're super excited about that would be cool too so one thing i did want to touch on before we get into the episode is uh rent live starring valentina i know you guys haven't seen it yet but i just wanted to quickly just talk about how important i think that that was being on tv because as a piece of queer media obviously it's dealing with the hiv and aids crisis when that was first happening Mm -hmm. well it first happens in like the mid 80s but this is more like in the 90s which you know it was still early on a big issue yeah Mm -hmm. So, um, and actually the, the person that wrote the musical died of AIDS. So, uh, so heartbreaking. He died like the night before the dress rehearsal. Yeah. It's crazy. And, um, but I thought it was really important the way they portrayed it. I mean, obviously it was like fun watching Valentina. Of course. I think that she did a really good job and I know people were kind of criticizing her vocals, but I didn't really have a problem with it. <laughs> I guess I thought she did a good job and, good. um, I thought it was the the most important thing that I thought of just was, you know, they did give a lot of statistics, kind of like a little bit of education about HIV and AIDS during, you know, appropriate spots in the musical. So they did embellish a little bit to give, you know, more awareness to that. Mm-hmm. But also I thought it was really important because there's like a couple different scenes where they're at, I forget what it's called in the, in the play, but it's like where... Um, people with HIV can go or, or AIDS and they can go and kind of it's like a support group for them where they can talk about what's going on in their lives. And um, so in the musical that they were showing on TV, they actually had some of the people like one of the people at the support meeting, like actually had like the the sores and like scabs and stuff that you know kind of come when it's when hiv and aids becomes more advanced so i thought that was like interesting that they portray they actually had someone portraying like a more realistic version of someone with aids on television Mm -hmm. yeah and even like um you know valentina played angel who has hiv also had aids also and um and even like towards the end of the play like as her character you know gets more sick and they actually had her like having sores on her face too and so i was like i mean it's like a scary thing to see but it was also very moving like for me personally because i was like wow they're really like not sugarcoating what this disease actually can do and and it kind of like makes it more real you know that's good that's really good because like you said, the platform that it's on and the message and all of the info that we have in 2019 that we can kind of revive into rent. Right. And just kind and of elevate it and put that education out there. It's great. Definitely. And, and you know, just, you know, even beyond the AIDS feature and like awareness that it brought about, hopefully, I think it was more of like, you know, to see that on TV was as a queer person, it just was kind of like empowering to me, I think, because it's like, you know, this is something that, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, I'm speaking for the people on this podcast, a lot of us haven't really probably had much direct contact with. So, but to see it on there and be like, oh, like these people had this struggle, but now we don't, you know, we have, it's more modern times now there's you know more awareness now but the fight's not over so it was really kind of moving to just to see actual you know queer people being portrayed on this show and and i think everyone freaked out a lot when valentina would come on more than any other character so i don't know (laughs) it was just cool to see a a rue girl on there too yeah i'm definitely gonna watch it it's in my hulu queue my week got a little busier than i planned but i really really want to sit down and check it out yeah it definitely like i don't know like it makes you realize like we're not that far removed from whenever like you know aids was this issue where a lot of like even the government wasn't like even helping with it and was just kind of like ignoring like people dying and all that stuff so like huge numbers i think it's important to remember where we came from like as far as you know the fact that it was largely an, an ignored disease for a long time and like people were suffering from it so it's good that they're like shining light on that well yeah especially during a time where donald trump is like pulling funding for hiv and aids research too it's really even you know even now like this musical is 
uh, is a you know revolution for mm-hmm. sure. So just wanted to bring that up on the show. I know we typically don't. Where we've been kind of taking a break from the news segments to focus on RuPaul's Drag Race, but this is sort of adjacent and, and relevant. It's a topic we would probably normally cover anyways. So mm-hmm. um, enough of that, girl. Why don't we get into the recap? So we will be back soon. Hope you guys are still sticking around. <laughs> All right, hello and welcome back, everyone. In this week's Honest Tea Spill of the Week, we will be talking about the newest episode of All Stars, all about our good Judies. So, to start off this episode, Valentina, of course, was eliminated last week. She has gone home. Adios, mi amore. <laughs> bye, Queen. Girl, girl, bye. <laughs> and then they go into the workroom, and there are all these Judy Garland pictures replacing the 400 pictures of RuPaul. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so that was kind of interesting god damn it (laughs) this microphone um so (laughs) so there's all these pictures of judy garland and rue comes to tell us that this week the challenge is that they have to make over their best judies so they're all surprised genuinely it seems like they're surprised and they one by one bring all the judies in were you guys yes. like excited <laughs> this was a fun twist um because usually it seems like there's a different group of people on these makeover challenges so this was nice to see best friends and boyfriends and husbands yeah i was excited i always liked the makeover challenge so it was kind of cool to see like everyone's like best friends or their husbands or boyfriend whatever <laughs> um so i like it yeah de- mm-hmm. definitely there were like definitely a few standout friends like i really enjoyed naomi's best friend ricardo i thought he was like really adorable like his entrance <laughs> yeah yeah i enjoyed him as well i really liked manila's husband i thought he was so adorable and yeah so cute <laughs> yeah i thought did i thought he looked cuter with like with longer hair like when they showed the picture of them together i like that look a little bit more but yeah he's like a little little pocket gay (laughs) (laughs) um we liked seeing patty too monet's best friend slash assistant because we saw patty picking up those garments at the monet show (laughs) (laughs) it's like hey girl (laughs) she's so like fun size patty yeah (laughs) patty looks like a good time like you know someone you just like want to go out with and you know like it's gonna be crazy and you never know where the, the night will take you but like you're gonna have a good time <laughs> that's right i agree <laughs> but um yeah i thought um i also liked trinity's boyfriend leo i thought he was very attractive also mm-hmm. but um yeah so to move on we're gonna kind of go a little bit quicker at the beginning to get through to the more juicy part of the episode so so just hold on but um so so yeah so we get into the challenge Rue explains the challenge to everyone that they'll be making over their best judies and we must see a family resemblance (laughs) yep family resemblance and they will perform a special um judy garland number yes and so if you're playing along at home this is actually can be a drinking game for you so if you uh will take a sip every time you hear us say the word judy then we'll have a really good podcast and you'll probably want to rate us five stars and leave a review on (laughs) itunes so oh damn (laughs) yep get the scrunchies ready pull that hair up okay judy yeah girl (laughs) so we've already said judy like several times so why doesn't everyone just take like a big gulp and then we'll keep the game going <laughs> but don't do this if you're like driving to work or I guess you could like gulp your coffee or something yeah. as you're going to work. Please don't drink and drive. Yeah, play it safe if you're in your car on your way to work. <laughs> and at least if you are, don't be listening to our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to be responsible. 
I'm no I'm no Caitlyn Jenner here, so <laughs> Oh god. All right. So next, uh Rue is kind of goes through the workroom, goes to all their little tables and we hear like the little bit of uh backstory about the friendships or the relationships. Then they decide to shave Patty's eyebrows and I thought that was a cute little moment. Fully committed. She knew what she signed up for. So way to be a good sport, Patty. Yeah. The best part about this was Monique's commentary about powder. (laughs) (laughs) That was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) I was dying. She's just melon. She doesn't have any melanin under there. She's a bright light. Yeah. (laughs) She's the light at the end of the tunnel, girl. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I, I thought Patty looked really cute, though, with like the shaved eyebrows, but with the mustache. I thought that was a cute look still. <laughs> oh, Patty. Yeah. And the and the the uh, braided ponies. Those were that was a nice look. I don't know. <laughs> I like those luscious locks. Patty looks fun. Yes. Next, you know, they're just getting ready. They're putting everyone into drag, getting everything together. Then we go to the runway. And before we really get too far into it, we obviously have to talk about Rue's look because I was very impressed this week. Yeah, Rue is looking like um, fifth element royalty. Yeah. I like the glitzy third eye homage she had going on, that white lightning hair, all the silver. I love a silver moment. I loved it. Yeah, it was like a space eating dress. Like, <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, girl. It, it sat really well on her. Like, the way it flowed was really nice. Her hair was mm-hmm. like some sort of like maybe like a little bit of Storm-esque hair. And then... Yes. Yeah. I, I love it. an exaggerated shoulder pad, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, good job, Rue. Um, I thought Michelle kind of looked like trash this week. So, we'll just move past that. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were both trying to bring in the 80s reference and Mamaru did it better this week. Yeah, I like Michelle better when she has her like straight hair like pulled back looking like a bad bitch, not like her full drag. Yeah. Her full geesh. Mm-hmm. Like her Jersey housewives look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel it. Michelle was just probably really busy. She had like an eye appointment and then had to get back to set. So we'll give her a pass. She's like filming Arlen's Got Talent. So yeah, <laughs> she's like, I'm busy. <laughs> I can't. I don't have time to do my hair. <laughs> so um, the guest judges this week are Ellen Pompeo, which I guess she is from like Grey's Anatomy. I don't watch that show. Yes. but <laughs> She's yeah. She's one of the main characters. OK, well, she seemed very nice. I don't know. I don't watch her show. <laughs> <laughs> she's super woke i like uh, i like her okay well we stand ellen pompeo then girl <laughs> uh then the other guest was francis bean cobain who was um you know kurt cobain's daughter and i was like really gagged because it was really like inc- you know keeping inclusivity within like the rupaul history and stuff like that because mm-hmm. you know they did show the picture of um you know her and and her dad and rupaul at when i think it was at the mtv movie award or the music awards yep. the music awards rupaul was actually holding francis while she's like a young baby a young child yeah that's crazy so to see that you know from 20 whatever years ago to now like and yeah you know rude still supporting her and and all that because mm-hmm. that's like definitely one of the one of, i think one of the most iconic moments of, from rupaul's history you know it's uh definitely a standout moment i should say we agree we were just talking about that with nick and stuff yeah just like the crazy life Rue has lived and like all the things she's done it's like she's been through a lot the like, people <laughs> she's met yeah absolutely so i don't know i really loved it so now basically almost the whole family's been on the show because courtney love was a guest judged before mm-hmm. also that's right so then they all do their judy garland numbers it's a little bit hard to tell like who did well because they sort of just spliced everything together and you just see like bits and pieces. It's a big montage of them performing the same number. Yeah. I was like, I felt like it was like hard to judge how they did on this because of that. Like, so for me, it was like kind of a little difficult to be like anyone was like 
like who did well, who did bad, because it was just it went so fast. See, I felt like I had enough because like the clips they were showing, you know, you can tell when a queen's putting on a good performance because it's just flowing. So the people I enjoyed most are the people I translated as doing well. Yeah, I agree. I think you could kind of tell Latrice wasn't doing as good, <laughs> um, but everyone else, like I really didn't. I don't know. I had a hard time telling who was doing good or whatever. So then when they do the judging, you know, uh, Michelle and they were making comments like, oh, yours was messy. It's like, well, okay, but we don't. How would we know? Like, (laughs) you know, so to give that critique is like, okay. That's what I guess I thought. I could tell Latrice was kind of bad, but everyone else, I just felt like it was like it's kind of like splitting hairs, I guess, is my mm-hmm. kind of how I felt about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess if somebody did do worse than the other, you kind of want to see where that trip up happened. So the montage format probably doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, I get For the it. critiques anyway. Yeah. I mean, they could have done like different songs and done like shorter clip. I don't know. It was a mess. Anyways, moving on. Let's talk about the uh, the runway looks. The best Judy's take a drink look. (laughs) (laughs) So So I think go for it. I was going to say, I think this is probably one of the better makeover challenges than what we've seen in the past. Maybe I haven't seen one of the episodes in a while, but I liked most of the makeovers. Yeah, I thought that most of the makeovers were really good, especially compared to last um, All-Stars when they were doing, like, social media stars. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, some of those were good makeovers, but, like, this season, they were, like, definitely more consistently good looks. Agreed. So, um, so first up is Latrice and her best Judy. So, this is the one where I feel like we'll talk about the most, <laughs> because, <laughs> girl. I thought, yeah... <laughs> I thought this was pretty bad. Yeah. I thought Latrice looked good. Like, this was, like, even the judge said it, I think, but this is kind of, like, your classic Latrice look. Like, I liked her wig Mm -hmm. and, like, her hair and all that. I thought her her Judy was a complete disaster. Yeah. (laughs) Like, there was, like, no shape to her whatsoever. Like, I felt like... There was yeah, like, it was super top heavy. Like we could have like padded more, maybe given her like a super wide skirt to like exaggerate the, the, the bulkiness her skirt of the bust. Was like at the knee, so like I don't know. I just felt like she, I kind of cropped it in a bad way. She was doing yeah. businesswoman chic, and then even the hair. Like I would have played up more the voluptuous side of the family resemblance, and like you know, just give her the blonde wig alexis knight yeah and then you keep like your black blonde going on and you know try to make it a little more luxurious and even he latrice was like oh well it's fire and ice like that's the thing but like when you look at them i don't see like i get after he after latrice says fire and ice well because it's red and blue but like like, that's (laughs) it like there's it's not like you know there's anything about them that says fire and ice like until you say it like you don't really see it so i feel like that should have been played up more if that's what she was going for right i agree i mean this is my critique with her uh, best judy's drag is he's already kind of a masculine you know shaped guy so why would mm-hmm. you then put shoulder pads on him to accentuate right. that and then mm-hmm. why would you have such a short dress like you're basically giving me, I want to speak to your manager realness. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> so like what really Latrice should have done was given her best Judy, the same cut dress that she had. They could have done their fire and ice still, but they needed more pads on, on her best Judy too. more hip pads. I think too. Yeah. More hips would have saved it to give her more shape, you know? So I was just like, yeah, poor Alexis is just sitting there like, I don't know. <laughs> Not in a good day. I'm fierce. Yeah. <laughs> Did somebody say steak? <laughs> Anyways, that's, uh, yeah, that's our critique. Hopefully we're not upsetting anyone because y'all know we love Latrice, but we do. It was not good. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> 
truth tea. No. Next, we have Monique with her little eyeball dresses. Yes. I actually really enjoyed this because um, I think they said it right on Fashion Photo Review. This is how you take something from your season or like a concept or idea and you elevate it. Like all of the more artsy projects and outfits of Monique's are coming off very well on stage. And I think this is probably the best she's looked with that kind of look so far. Yeah, I, I really liked it because it was something that she created, like it had a concept behind it. I love that they switched the eyes Yes, as they were like doing the runway. I loved like them doing the eyelashes every time they like stopped to look at the judges. So like, I don't know. I thought it was very creative. So good it job, was. Monique. And the sibling resemblance was there because, okay, yes, if you're not the same race or ethnic background or even skin tone, like it can be a little more challenging, but... Monique did it right because all she did was, okay, we're going to serve cheekbones. This is the house of cheekbones and the high pony. <laughs> and they looked like sisters. They did. I thought, I, I agree with what you guys said. And I thought actually this team should have been a contender for like top two in my book. I agree. So I don't know. That's just, we can get into that a little bit more later though. Let's just get through more of these looks. <laughs> um, next we have maybe another controversial look with Manila's uh, Queens of hearts or i'm sorry queens of clubs and diamonds look yeah so i liked what i like the idea behind this but the gown did look kind of like easy breezy like we just pulled this off the curtain rod and put it on and we're going to a toga party i think she could have kept like the head pieces and neck pieces and gloves but yeah. the gown should have been a little more elevated like maybe something super regal and red for the queen of diamonds and yeah. super chic and black for the clubs, you know? Well, I like the way they flowed, but for the, the concept they were doing, it didn't seem to fit. Right. Yeah. See, I didn't, I liked it. I didn't think it was like over the top. Like, I didn't think it was like, I guess great, but I didn't think it was bad either. I thought, I was kind of annoyed with Michelle because Michelle was like, where's the family resemblance? And I felt like that was unfair because it's like, Okay, queen of clubs, queen of, queen of... The card family, right? Yeah. The courts. It's like they're both queens of a different suit. I, I don't know. It's just like... It's the court, the royal court. Yeah, so to me, I was just like, okay, Michelle, like you're just like grasping at straws at this point, but Well, they fine. had to tell their story, so... <laughs> 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 right i would have definitely played up the royal because i got it it's like oh yeah the cards so like royal suits or the um the courts or whatever mm -hmm. but i think if you were to leave this outfit the same what would have saved it is if they had kind of like a flowy bow in the back instead of just like tied up string yeah i think giving the back of the outfit a little something extra would have saved them yeah, I agree. I, that's kind of was my notes also. Maybe like some jewelry or some sort of more embellishment of some sort. Also, mm -hmm. another suggestion that popped to my mind was, um, you know, they did um, one had the blonde wig, one had the black wig. They should have done the streak, opposite streaks for the colors because that's sort of Manila's Oh, that staple. would have been fun. Yeah. That would have been fun. Yeah, that, that's a good idea. But... I don't know. I, I don't think that this look was a bottom two look. It was a safe look for me. I don't think she should have been in the top, but I don't think she should have been in the bottom. That's mm -hmm. how I feel too. Like, I don't, I guess when you think of bottom, I'm just like how, like to me, it wasn't like a shit show. Like obviously like Latrice's was pretty bad, so it should have been in bottom. <laughs> yeah. But, um, and maybe that's part of the problem is there wasn't like a lot of outside of Latrice. I didn't feel like anybody was like superbly bad right i think in this one the judging came down to a lot of their performance because even just talking before we started recording i think we all kind of have varying <laughs> opinions not too far off but <laughs> yeah you know the editing in the show it makes it really hard to catch the slip-ups because it is getting to the point where it's getting really nitpicky yeah definitely it is Another controversial look for me. Let's talk about Naomi's look, her sharer drag. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed this. I enjoyed the concept of it, but when they came out, like as the two shares, I was like, wow, this is trash. Like, <laughs> they look like they put on some like mothball like clothes <laughs> literally from the 60s and 70s, and I was not feeling it. <laughs> 
See, I liked it. I thought it was very like, you know, flowy and chic, referencing like 60s, 70s, maybe that transitionary period. The share concept was interesting to me because, okay, two shares. Okay, we can still have sisters. Their makeups were matched. Their skin tones are pretty close. And that's just speaking to Naomi's makeup skills and then taking off that wig to show like the androgynous twist. That's just a little something extra that we know the judges like to see. If you're going to give us a reveal, give us a reveal. And I think it played very well. Yeah, I love that look. I love y'all know I love the androgyny like things. So that's what I liked about the concept. But... I don't know. To me, those the costumes just seem very like stage costumey, not like a drag thing. I don't know. I could see that, yeah. but they definitely wore the outfits, in my opinion. See, I would say I'm kind of like leaning more with Jamal in this, but I, I don't think she was like my top by any means. But I didn't think sh- I didn't think it was bad either. I guess. I thought it was more of a safe look to me. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I can agree with that. It would be more safe. But what really puts it more towards the bottom for me is her best Judy's makeup looked awful. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't think it looked that bad. (laughs) I... The way that Naomi did the lips, because Naomi's lips are like, you know voluptuous and her best judy's lips were like little bird lips so (laughs) it was like i don't know well maybe they tried it and it didn't look right we don't know i don't know girl (laughs) just the way the shape of the lips were just so weird it looked like it just made like her best judy look like super bitchy Like Naomi's Bratz makeup. Yeah. I'm here for it. I felt really judged by her best Judy's makeup. <laughs> 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 Naomi's makeup looked good, I think. Just the Judy's look I wasn't into. Naomi always does really nice looks on herself. <laughs> I'm trying not to be a hater too much quite yet. <laughs> so... um then let's maybe try and quickly get through these last couple of looks. We have Trinity and their matching pantsuits. It was a safe look, a, a very solid look to me. Yeah, I agree. It was safe. It was polished. It was Trinity. The family yeah. resemblance was there. So good job, girl. I think the part I did like about it was the fact I thought the hair really matched with the outfits because there was a lot of like swerves and curves. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> um <laughs> So I guess that's what stood out to me was that the hair I thought really matched what she was wearing. Yeah, I agree. I thought that was a really good look. And and I could see even um, I could see even Trinity being top two also, I thought. Yeah. Um, So then last but not least, Monet Exchange and her best Judy wearing Beyonce gold (laughs) uh the gold would have been great I guess had they had a different shoe and I thought this before watching fashion photo review it's like okay simple pump but could it have been like bronze or silver or gold like something glittery to keep that whole motif going because you can't just put on like any color plain pump with an outfit that speaks that loudly yeah yeah see for me like I thought I liked Monet's look. I thought, I don't know, like she was like wearing like gold on gold with the jacket. But so I don't know how I felt like I felt like maybe there should have been like a little something else besides just gold. But I thought it was fine. The problem I had, I thought, and I don't know, like, I don't know if I'm being like too critical of this, but I thought her Judy's makeup was like really bad. I don't know if like that's what she was going for is just like to look like powder, but I almost felt like Monet like just made her white as hell. Like <laughs> like I know she had like somewhat of a skin tone, but it looked like she just whited her face out completely. She was matching skin color. Like you don't want another Coco Montree situation where like the skin tones don't match. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like I don't know. It just looked like... I mean, Patty's very pale. Yeah. I think what happened was Powder. the stage lights flushed her out because the closer shots, you can see where there's a little bit of um, zhuzh and blush on the cheekbones and around the hairline. But when you look at the wide shot, it just looks like eyes and lips. You can't see the rest of her face or what's going on. Yeah, and it could have been the lighting too. Like we know how like the, the lighting on the main stage sometimes fucks looks up. So... Yeah. I mean, that could have been part of it. I mean, I in contrast to that, I feel like I saw every like 
brush stroke of like Rue's skin this week and not in a bad way it's just like oh damn you can like see the work yeah so like I don't know if the high duff was on like super turnt <laughs> this week but it definitely did not work in Patty's favor I see on and this is I guess where we have differing opinions because I really really loved Monet's look and I didn't necessarily notice the shoes so I'm gonna have to go back and check that out but I thought yeah it was a lot of gold but I thought the way it was laid and the different textures it like worked out fine I thought it was like really like a beautiful look for Monet because it wasn't a bodysuit and um and I and I did like her her best Judy's look too. Like I think it was smart that they didn't put her in like the same type of cut. Like they gave her the bodysuit, so it kind of gives yeah. They have to elongate her. Yeah, and it, and it gives more depth to when they're both next to each other too. So it's not just like a holy shit, everyone's wearing gold. <laughs> yeah, no, I would agree with that. The layers of Monet's look definitely saved her. I just think like if you're gonna go like full glitter boom pow like that, just go ahead and do it throughout the shoe too. Yeah. All right. I, I mean, I can see that. I, I think also, not a bad look. Just put the cherry on top. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think that um, I and and for me also, I think Monet could have been a contender for top two. But that's a, from our conversation, maybe just my opinion. <laughs> no, Monet definitely deserved top two this week. It was good. Yeah. All right, so we made it through all the looks, you guys. I think we'll take a quick break here and do some refills, and then we'll be back to talk about all the drama. <laughs> so get ready, girl. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to our podcast so far. Thanks for coming. Right now, we're probably refilling our drinks, or maybe even gluing down our lashes again. While you wait, here's some things that you should check out. Yeah, remember everyone, you can email us, tfcpod at gmail.com, and um, tfcpod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, and one more thing. You're not my real dad, and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. All right, so we made it through all the looks, you guys. Welcome back. I thought we might have gotten lost for a second there <laughs> with all the uh, Judy's. I uh, clicked my heels three times and thought I was going home to Kansas. Uh. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so to get into more drama, I mean, we'll start it off by saying that the top two this week are Naomi and Monet. I think that you guys know our feelings about that already. <laughs> Most of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, Latrice and Manila are the bottom two. I think we both agree that Latrice, or all three of us agree that Latrice should have been in the bottom, but not necessarily Manila. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so they're doing their, you know, pitching, you know, to each girl talking about like, oh, why they should stay. I kind of felt a little bit like Manila was really not selling herself, but that might have been because she thought she was like safe because she had like never been in the bottom. Yeah, maybe there was a little bit of that there. And she even said at one point, you know, she knows she's been doing well. She doesn't have to go through everything that she's done or accomplished here because it kind of speaks for itself. So she didn't really necessarily feel like throwing Latrice under the bus either. So Manila's conversations did seem a little more short and sweet. Still connected, but short and sweet. Yeah, I agree. Then we have the lip sync itself. And I was a little bit annoyed by the lip sync because I thought they were clearly just pitching us Naomi as the winner. Like she was maybe doing the most, but like they just weren't showing us a lot of what Monet was doing. I don't know. I mean, we've said this before in varying ways. Like if the other queen is not necessarily doing the most or doing more than the other queen, they're clearly going to show you who's like putting on the better show Maybe it was editing, but the clips that we saw of Monet, I was just like, okay, she's not doing bad, but she's not beating Naomi here. Yeah, I felt like Monet was trying to go for like a traditional type performance. And I thought she like... And- oh Get him, Red. Um, Manners. But I felt like... Um, I don't know. Like, I really like the umbrella idea. Like, I thought that was a good concept. But... I don't know, like, I felt like there needed to be, like, a little more, like, 
movement from her. Like I felt like she was just kind of standing in the one spot and then just like kind of walked back and forth a little bit. Yeah. Well, she was doing like a more serious, like playing towards the emotions of the music. Whereas Naomi is doing it more like a campy style. Yeah. Yeah. And for this song, I think the camp came off much better. I think Monet was on the right track if she wanted to be like, you know, traditional in that way, but you can exaggerate a little bit to like put those small movements or those short sexy strolls you know you can elevate it that way yeah definitely i mean and also my other issue with naomi is she's just doing like all of the same moves like you know we got her little boot scoot again we got her back bend and it's just like that part i didn't really like i thought she was very expressive with her face though like towards more towards the beginning of the lip sync. So that part I did appreciate from Naomi. Mm-hmm. But I, I was really kind of mad they didn't give Monet's umbrella moment, like, full screen, the one shot. <laughs> because, like, that was <laughs> awesome. Like, with the gold glitter that matched her outfit. Come on. Yeah, it was probably a missed opportunity. I guess, like, I just feel like overall Naomi did better. I don't... I'm not going to shit on Monet. But yeah. I just think that for the song and for what the judges were clearly there for that night. Naomi sold it. Yeah. And going back to like the Judy Garland rehearsals, I feel like Monet and Naomi connected the most with that little montage. Like you could tell both of their groups were doing the best. So I think the judges just had to be a little picky here and Naomi just gave them a little more of what they were looking for. Yeah, I agree. I think generally just with any type of slower song or more theatrical song i think that it's more challenging because there's no really like wow Mm -hmm. moments (laughs) right and to go along with what you said too seth i was like oh no don't just do like the same things over and over again i didn't mind like the back bend but the boot scoot thing i was like okay we just saw that yeah but you know i'm gonna let it slide because (laughs) it's just the second time and you're slaying the performance so we'll we'll let it slide so (laughs) yeah yeah um so then uh you know obviously naomi wins and she sends home her idol manila and uh i don't think that was a good decision (laughs) but i guess that was (laughs) naomi's decision to make and not mine so we'll have to respect her position here (laughs) uh So who wants to go first? Because (laughs) I got some things to say. (laughs) Uh, Well, okay. So Naomi, I think she made the best decision for her, right? So there's the kind of unspoken rule that the queens say we're going to vote based on your report card, which, you know, I respect. But at the end of the day, the way the show is set up is you have the power to send home whoever you want to. There's not like we're not all signing with lipstick on the mirror that we're going to vote this way. So, you know, maybe it says something if she's sending out her strongest competition out now rather than just going head to head with her or maybe it's just strategic you know this is the way the game has been set up since all stars has been implemented and i do think that she kind of felt some sense of loyalty to latrice for saving her the previous week so i think that there was some conflict some conflict there with naomi's decision but i don't necessarily i'm not going to drag her for sending home manila i wasn't ready to see manila go but i also respect the game rules i guess yeah as much as i hate them <laughs> yeah i think um i mean i definitely agree with what you're saying here like it was definitely within manila or i'm sorry within naomi's rights to send manila home i think that it was not a good decision because manila had never been in the bottom before and i think next week i think we're gonna see trinity go off because trinity is very much like the narrator like the voice of the viewers like if i want the best people to be here in the finale and manila had never been in the bottom she was like one of the tops and i think it's really going to be a disappointment to not see her in the finale because i think that i mean we were kind of talking about this a little bit earlier i was thinking you know it's like well if we're i mean that's within her rights but if we're playing the game that way at the end of the season are we going to feel like the person that wins like deserved it 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's definitely a risk here because, I mean, the one plus is we're going to see a different narrative. You know, somebody went against what, you know, if anybody if, if anybody watches Big Brother, you're going against the house, right? The house is trying to vote the same way and you're going against the house. Like, why? That's not how we vote. But again, that's not what anybody signed up for. And <laughs> I think that Naomi is just playing the game. Yeah, sure, it could seem like a cop-out, but in order to get the... Pr- opportunity in all stars to vote these people out there's a little bit of work there because you have to win you know you have to get to the top yeah and then you have to win the lip sync to make that decision so hopefully come crowning the person that we're crowning is somebody who's bested their ass and clearly they have if they're in that seat i mean here's what i'll say is that i think like, I'm annoyed that Manila left. Like, when I watched the episode, I was like, this is bullshit. Like, I'm so annoyed. And, but with that being said, I'm not going to, like, be mad at Naomi for doing what she did. Because she's just playing basically however the rules were set up. She won the lip sync for her legacy. And then she got to decide, who do I want to send home? I think Latrice should have went home because she's already been eliminated once. Same. Her drag has not been great this season. Like Manila has been on the top the whole time. And it's questionable that she was even in the bottom this week. Right. So I do think it's BS, but I'm not going to direct my annoyance towards Naomi because she's playing based how the producers have set this up, which mm-hmm. is my whole problem with all stars <laughs> now Yeah, is that it's basically turned into like carnival games where nobody knows who's going to win because it's not necessarily based on your uh, drag anymore. It's just based on like who likes you and whether like, you survive this week. Right. And like yeah. last season, all stars three, like Shangela got kind of screwed over I wasn't like super upset because I was like, well, Trixie Trixie was was somewhat deserving, but it's just like, we're going to eventually get to the point where like, we're going to have all stars winners that are just like, this person wasn't deserving because, you know, Manila got eliminated and she was the front runner. So I don't know. It's just kind of unfortunate the way that it's like turned into this. (laughs) Yeah. I agree. And Trinity Trinity is like the voice of like the voting fairly thing. And I, I get that. Like she is the voice of the viewer. But with that being said, still is like it's just like Stoney just said, the producer set it up this way. So when it goes the opposite of what the large majority wants, of course everyone's feathers are gonna be ruffled. But <laughs> of course. We're not all signing up to play the same way. Like that's not a stipulation in the contract you sign. So, okay, sure, you could be pissy about it, or you can just deal with it and make sure you win so you don't have to be in that position. And you can vote how you want to vote. And, like, I felt like when Manila got eliminated, you could tell Rue was kind of shocked by that decision. Yeah. And I almost feel like, okay, like, if they're going to do this where they, like, let... You know, because it's going to get to the point where contestants are going to eliminate, like, the good ones, you know? Yeah. Like, maybe Rue needs to, like put a check or balance in there so like okay when manila gets out she can be like no sorry like i'm not letting you do this or something and like keep manila in the competition or we could just, just like, judge <laughs> yeah i would much prefer traditional judging on all stars and i've said that since all stars started <laughs> like i honestly believe unless one of the top people like to me personally if anyone if anyone wins or how do i say this if Trinity does not win this season, I feel like they're going to have an asterisk by their name because it yes. should have been Manila winning. That's how I mean. truly feel. Well, <laughs> I mean, I agree a little bit. I mean, I think Manila probably should have won. Uh, should have won. I think Trinity is definitely a strong contender to win, but I can also, I think, see Monet winning also but that's just me yeah and i know i'm like team naomi so i'm just gonna defend her a little more let's not forget (laughs) about her initial season like she was very much the dark horse and she kind of blossomed in her last half so maybe we're just starting to see naomi turn up the heat yeah and if you remember our meet the queens podcast i remember saying y'all better watch out for naomi i think she's the dark horse so now we see it Yeah, it's definitely, I could see anybody taking it. It's just a matter of like who steps their pussy up here right about now. Yeah, definitely. And just uh, sort of to start wrapping this conversation up, I just wanted to bring a little bit of the preview for next episode in. And uh, we definitely get to see Naomi's life's not 
fair comment <laughs> about the elimination. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious to see how that comes up in the conversation because here we go, Drag Race and WoW. Y'all are just trying to get us to tune in. <laughs> right. And then they show like a later portion episode name is like, well, let's just go by report card. Who should be in the finale? It's like, no, bitch. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I know. Reynolds just as bothered as I am. <laughs> yeah, he is. And it's interesting, that clip, because it's like, it seems like Latrice and Naomi are having that exchange. And it's like, okay, if we want to go based off report card, should I have sent you home last week? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's very twisty and turny. <laughs> yeah, I'm here for Trinity kind of going off about that next week so i'm excited to see it i'm excited too but homegirl needs to calm down like we're just not all gonna vote the same way yeah all right you guys well let's move on to see how the scoring went from this week uh stoney why don't you go ahead and take it away yes okay so this week we had our two main challenge winners were monet and naomi so seth gets 10 points jamal gets 10 points yes Naomi ends up winning, so 10 points goes to Jamal. Right. <laughs> um, we all had... So Jamal had three queens in the competition, so he gets six points. Seth had two, so he gets four, and I only had one, so I get two. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm there next week, girl. The, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only crying that I'm aware of was Manila, and she gets two points. um and just a second so the totals after this episode so jamal got 26 points seth got 16 and i only got two yes (laughs) ouch so that takes our total this season for jamal in first place with 167 points i've been dethroned (laughs) I'm here. I've arrived. This is Nick's fault somehow. (laughs) Seth is in second with 143 points. Mm -hmm. And I'm (laughs) way in last place with 106 points. Oh, you're trying, girl. Yeah, 106 is my lucky number. So that works out really well. (laughs) So it should be interesting from here on out because... Seth, both you and I just have one queen left, and Jamal <laughs> yeah. has four queen or three queens. <laughs> yes, I have all three of my queens. Thank you, Twist, for bringing Latrice back. But hopefully, they don't start to drop off like flies. I think the competition is getting fierce, so we'll see. Yeah, I think next week when they we find out the top four and Naomi and Latrice aren't in it, it'll really even it out for the <gasps> rest of us. So, oh, take it back. <laughs> <laughs> Nope, there's no take backsies here, girl. Ah! <laughs> well, stick in till uh, next week and we'll see how the scoring goes and uh, see if we're all hot and bothered again by whatever happens next week. So why don't we go ahead and get into talking about something else that's pretty hot and bothered. The trade. Mm. Trade. Yes. Judy. Yeah. <laughs> Judy trade. <laughs> trade Judy. Judy trade. <laughs> Hello and welcome back everyone to Trade, probably the sexiest segment on any podcast that you've listened to currently or ever listened to in the past or probably will ever listen to in the future. (laughs) I'm sure that's true. It has to be. (laughs) Yeah. Even when the future, when you're listening to like alien podcasts, they're not going to have sexy segments like trade on them. I can guarantee it. (laughs) (laughs) Trendsetters. Yeah. So who wants to go first? Who has a sexy trade they would like to speak about? I guess I can go first this week. So I've got some Brazilian fish this week for the girls and guys. Yes. I love Brazil. Yes. Um, Breno Amaral. Oh, is his name Ian? (laughs) It's not Ian or Lan. Oh, okay. (laughs) I feel like such an asshole. Sorry, Lan, if you're listening. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. What a doofus moment. My bad trade if you're listening. It's your Beyonce blonde moment. (laughs) 
There you go. But no, this guy's like kind of like naturally fit and he's like really cute. He's got hair in all the right places and some really fun tattoos. But he's a medical student, so you kind of get to see him in action there if he's not naked. So it's fun. Where does he find the time to like study between like his Insta thought photos? You know, I was wondering that too. I'm like, (laughs) what kind of medical are we going into? (laughs) He's going into massage therapy. There's a lot of beach photos here, so he's got some time on his hands. I'm just so annoyed that I don't live in Brazil. Like, I'm part of the polar (laughs) vortex right now, and we're just, like, (laughs) looking at pictures of this naked man, half-naked man, like, on... With a perfect beard and stash and aviators. it's not right. And there's, like, palm trees falling around him. Yeah, girl. We need to go to Brazil. Can someone, like, bring us there? TFC passport, get your stamps. We just want to see Brazil's beautiful sights and beautiful <laughs> men. <laughs> men first, then beautiful sights. You know, all I have to do is go, yeah, I just have to go sit on the beach. I can, that's all I'll do. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my trade, kiddos. Awesome. Well, how about you, Stony? What do you have for us this week? So my trade of the week is actually... Someone that recently started dating one of my former trades of the week. <gasps> oh. So drama. drama girl. Like, yes. Insta thoughts, they love people too. <laughs> do, <laughs> do you think that they met in Club 96? Club 96. Actually, they met at the poodle. Just kidding. Um, (laughs) great trade all right girl um (laughs) no so one of my former trades cm pina seven he was one of the first the og trades because i was like obsessed with him i remember and i'm still obsessed with him anyway of course he found some like trade from paris and like is in love with him what the um, hell? And Stole he's my like, trade. Yeah, like he's the most like. Ooh, let me see. I want that. Picture. He's like the most cute trade ever. He is so adorable. And like, I don't know. Like he posted a video like of him. Oh like, my gosh! Share that profile with me. I already did, girl. Did you? <laughs> Too late. It's in the I, TFC pod inbox. I girl. DM'd it to everyone. Oh my gosh! I need to go check my notes. Anyway. So that's happening. They're like in love and in Paris. It's like Sex in the City before the sequels or whatever. But <laughs> Sex in the City without the moody, angry Russian artist. Yeah. Is so this them in Abu Dhabi? Abu Dhabi. I can't see him. It's just the silhouette of two people. I can't see what his boyfriend looks like. Oh, they make they would make such a cute couple. I mean, I don't know. You just have to look it up, girl. Do you because... know how they found each other? Just the gram, maybe? Because he does like Insta Thought things, so they like go to Insta Thought places <laughs> and film things there. I think that's how they met. You think I don't maybe know. he just slid into See, his look. DMs? Oh wow! There? I like this one of him with the bananas and a pineapple drink. That's, that's yeah, that's like. that's the one I like too. <laughs> it's not fair. Short that- yellow shorts. It's honestly not fair that two people can be that hot and that together, but whatever. Damn. Wow, girl. <laughs> You're on fire with this trade, Stony. Well, I was going to do like the whole Olympic team, but whatever. <laughs> this will be fine. <laughs> Don't steal my gig, girl. <laughs> Don't steal my gig. <laughs> I know where you live. I'll be right over. I'll kick your ass. (laughs) All right, you guys. Well, last but not least is my trade. And his name is Chuck Bilgrian. And I think he's a model, basically. But he uh, he has like kind of like wavy, longer blonde hair and these piercing blue eyes and abs for days and... I don't know. He just takes lots of sexy pictures of him, like, playing volleyball or something. I don't know. Did you send this one to the DMs so I can look? I did. It's in the DMs, girl. 
I want to show you. Oh, here's my favorite oh, one. Oh, look at this picture of him in front of this window. Here's oh, him doing yeah, yoga. Pose. I like that yoga. Picture. <laughs> I like the one of him in front of the window in like the locker room or something. Okay. How mm. the hell mm. do I get to the DMs from here? I don't even know. Stoney's not really sure how to use Instagram, so you just have to bear <laughs> with us. <laughs> Stoney's actually 64 years old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, face place, girl. Where is this? <laughs> it's not on here. Okay, America. Maybe it's because I have an Android. It's literally the second one right under your <laughs> message. <laughs> Whatever. I'm literally looking at it right now. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't find it, everyone. This is terrible. Oh, my God. Code Fail. five, everyone. Stony can't Fail. find the train. <laughs> we'll find it later. <laughs> Seriously, America, help me. <laughs> America, help. If anyone wants to tutor Stony on how to use Instagram, he'll pay you ten dollars. You know hour. what the problem is? This is some Android bullshit. I don't know what's going this on is, on this phone. This is new Android bullshit. This is not how my because, iPhone looks. Oh, I found it. Never mind. Look at that. He had. Oh to God. He Crisis had averted. Dumble wait, upon it. No way. I only see diet pork in mine. Right, you have to go into my specific one. So much drama. Oh, I found him. Oh my gosh. Thank God. <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat, girl. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> this trade is very cute. He's gorgeous. He's like art, right? Yeah. So check out the trade, girl. I don't know. He's just a beautiful man. I don't know. I can't. I, like his I don't know. Turtleneck. I like his turtleneck. I like his suspenders. <laughs> I want that hair. I wasn't looking at his turtleneck. I wasn't even aware he had a photo with the <laughs> turtleneck on. <laughs> I also like his friends too. His friends are nice. <laughs> yeah. Him and his four like super fit friends. <laughs> right. All nice and sweaty. Nice pick. Check out our post about trade later in the week, girl. You can see Chuck and um Lan and uh whoever <laughs> Stony picks. I don't know. <laughs> you should look at this clown picture of your trade. The clown picture? He's got oh, a damn big look bow. at one of our previous trades. Oh wow. Like our Instagram is like full of like previous trades now it's like hilarious Uh oh girl <laughs> actually sometimes i see some of our previous trades like liking our stuff now so i'm like i think they like enjoy it i don't know some of them yeah some are into it for sure i'm into so, it so should they that is i really wow. hope chuck is into it <laughs> <laughs> Are we still recording the podcast? What's happening right I, now? I think we are. Sorry, I was like, I started looking at memes on Instagram. So, God damn it, he finally figured out how to use Instagram, and now he's just looking at memes. So like, we got a we got a thing to do here. We Sony. should cut this off he's before it gets too long. Yeah. All right, you guys. Well, hopefully you've enjoyed us teaching Stony how to use Instagram. <laughs> if you did, come back next week for more quality content like that yes please don't forget to rate and subscribe wherever you get the podcasts and follow us at tfc pod on all social media yes girl well we've had a fun time this week and until next week everybody good bye